Welcome back to Revved Up for Sunday, everyone. We're the clerk, two of the clergy of St. Mark's Episcopal Church in New Canaan, Connecticut. I'm Elizabeth Garnsey. And I'm Peter Walsh. And we've reached the second Sunday after the Epiphany. And we're starting in on some of these beautiful texts about uh, finding out who Jesus is and him calling disciples. So let's hear the text. <laughs> This is John 1, verses 43 to 51. Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God and amen. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Uh, just a note to Father John, who's not with us today, who's off with his wife, Emma, at an ethicist conference in Chicago. They're all deciding big decisions here at the Ethicist Conference. Uh, and as we take a look at this gospel, let me just start off with giving us some context. Last week, we were in Mark's gospel where the heavens opened mm -hmm. and uh, the spirit. Jesus had himself a mystical experience of sorts. And mm -hmm. now today, uh, Jesus is going to tell us that the heavens are going to open. Jesus himself is going to be an epiphany. But let's set the context in John's gospel. So uh, remember, uh, those of you who are following, and some of you are experts in this, we begin with the prologue, the great setting of Jesus as the word. Uh, and then the word becomes flesh. And now uh, John really starts to land the plane. And he lands the plane here with testimony from John about who John is. And then uh, the next day, we get to Jesus coming toward him. And he says, behold, the Lamb of God. So we're switching again. And then the next day, Jesus calls uh, the disciples, the two disciples who follow Jesus, one being Andrew, and then eventually we get the story of Simon Peter joining in, uh, and now here we are the next day. So the, mm -hmm. John starts us off with several days of, of uh, Jesus down along the water, uh, and we might note here that uh, just to talk about who we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Why don't we start there, too? Okay, yeah. We're talking about Philip and Nathaniel. Uh, Philip is in all the Synoptic Gospels listed as a disciple, but he's not one of the big guys, right? He's mm -hmm. not Peter, James, and John, mm -hmm. uh, or Andrew, who doesn't actually get a lot of press, but was the first guy to show up. Mm -hmm. uh, and and then we have Nathaniel, who by name shows, shows up only in... Uh, in John's gospel, mm -hmm. and he shows up in chapter 1, and he's going to show up uh, in chapter 21 as Nathaniel mm -hmm. of Cana, mm -hmm. interestingly, uh, switching neighborhoods mm -hmm. here. And uh, and then we have, of course, that Nathaniel, of course, to those who follow this drama, then Nathaniel might be Bartholomew. Right. And a lot to say about that, but I'll just say for those of you who really get 
sort of interested in these little things that in the synoptic gospels, every time Philip's name appears, Bartholomew falls immediately there on. So, you know, these are the guys we're talking about. This is the kind of place. And, and Jesus has made the decision to go to Galilee. So unlike Luke and Mark, the spirit is not driving him. He's like, Hmm, where shall I go? Right. I'll go to Galilee. Right. He has full command in this gospel. He's not being driven anywhere. And John, (laughs) he's the driver. Yeah, he's the driver. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great background. This is definitely a second half of a great passage. So if people could take the time to read the full of John 1 altogether, this fits nicely, um, obviously, well into the context. So it's super helpful to have have that background. Um, also, as a footnote, having served several years and come up through St. Bartholomew's Church. Oh, oh you're an expert. We spent awesome. a lot of time making sure this was Bartholomew, and we hope we all hoped it, would, it was <laughs> because he's such a great character. And, you know, maybe that's a great place to start. I think, um, you know, it's maybe plunging into the middle, but, you know, Nathaniel, he's such a great figure in this passage because he's like the kind of cool skeptic, you know, can mm. anything good come out of Nazareth? He's he's kind of a smart, smart aleck. Um, so I like that, that he's got some attitude. <laughs> and yet he's so open, you know, he goes on to be so receptive and, and profoundly changed by... Jesus. And, um, you know, interestingly, some s- consider Nathaniel to possibly be the new Jacob. I don't know yeah, if you came yeah, across I that. Yeah, I did. Yes. Reading. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that's a really, I haven't really ever noticed that before, but until this, this time around of studying this, but maybe that's old hat f- for you. But, you know, Jacob, here Jesus calls Nathaniel, you know, in whom there is no guile, no deceit. But Jacob, of course, was full of guile and deceit and, and we see with Nathaniel he's kind of a smart aleck you know he's not yeah. without guile he's he's yeah let me let know. me start there with it let's yeah, go we'll, let's it. move to Jacob uh the question of okay. the Israelite and, and Jacob yeah. but let me just start with can anything good come out of Nazareth okay which you know we in our in our uh, with our ears here is is the smart aleck thing you know I mean oh wow <laughs> this guy he'd be funny to hang out with right yeah you know? I think so. and and then, uh, as I mentioned on some of these previous podcasts, that you guys might be surprised, we actually do look at this stuff before we start talking, <laughs> uh, and was reading about and listening about about this. And, and uh, one of the commentators uh, was noting that this actually is not a smart outlook comment. What this is, and it gets tied in with the fig tree. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I saw you under the fig tree, which we take, or I take, I won't, I won't, won't royal we that, and I won't certainly don't want to speak for you, or John is not even here, um, but that the I saw you under the fig tree. Uh, it seems always seemed to me was that in John's gospel, Jesus always knows about the person he's speaking to. I mean, look at the mm-hmm. woman at the well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Samaritan, Samaritan woman at the well, and and this is part of his his ability to know 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 the truth of souls, know mm-hmm. the truth of people. And the the commentary I was talking about, I'm, maybe I'm blending two here, we're talking about this question of the fig tree. So the fig tree actually represents in as an idiom in the time of Jesus, Hebraic time of Jesus, as one who sits under the fig tree and studies the scriptures. Right. Mm-hmm. And and all I could think of was, you know, the Buddha sat under, was it the bonsai tree or yeah, something like the that? Bodhi the Bodhi tree. The Bodhi tree. Yeah. not the big tree, the bonsai tree. The Bodhi tree and, and <laughs> reaching enlightenment. was under the bonsai tree. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a good call, you know, just <laughs> conflating a few stories here. But th- this, was the, this was the Bodhi tree and that what we had in 
in Nathaniel was a guy who's been studying the scriptures and knew that there was yeah. no reference right. to Nazareth in the scriptures with reference to prophecy. So, and that when Jesus says, I saw you under the, the tree, it wasn't uh-huh. just, I, I saw you. It was, I know that you study the scriptures. Right. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know what to make of it, but it is interesting to yeah. round it a little bit. It is. And in John, we get to do that because everything means three things, you know? That's true. And yeah, yeah, good I think call. It, it, it is certainly that, that Nazareth is a no place, nothing. And what Nathaniel doesn't count in, account for is that Jesus comes from this nothing town unnamed in the Hebrew scriptures, but he's also with God in the beginning was, is the word, you know, before all things came into being, all things came into being through him. You know, I mean, there's this like context and origin story that is the right opposite of what he's assuming Jesus is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm just leaping over the top of what you were saying. And and just to say, uh, look at this, you and I know that, and the readers all know this, but, but Philip and Nathaniel don't know for nothing about the word became flesh and dwelt among us, right? They, they, how could they not see Jesus, but as a guy of sorts, I mean, Jesus hasn't done anything yet. There's no teaching there's no no miracles he's still down there on the sands along the the jordan river and bethany on the other Mm -hmm. side so to speak Mm -hmm. and and so what i really dig about this is that the very charism of jesus is such that without any empirical evidence he can say to philip follow me and philip's like this guy's Mm -hmm. got something i'm gonna follow him right Uh, and and so what we you know we just jesus as jesus uh as the christ as the um the spiritual power that he is, is enough mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. have this beginning of this following. And then it's right. enough to convert Nathaniel, mm-hmm. who is skeptical, as you said. You know, yeah. he's, no matter how you cut it, he's his first impression ain't great. Right, right. I mean, I think that, uh, I don't know about Nathaniel, but Andrew, of course, were, was, and possibly Philip were disciples of John the Baptist, right? right? And it's John the Baptist who has suggested to them that, you know, look, here's the Lamb of God. There he goes. Mm, yeah. You know, okay. and, they, and they're okay. heightened to pay attention. Um, but this, you know, in John, there's that important verb to see. And, you know, blepo just means, you know, I, I noticed out of my eyeballs. Right. But, yeah, but, um, that's right. I guess what's the other one? A, a, Adon. Adon is the Greek word for like to really see, you know, pierce into your soul of someone. And that's the one for John the Baptist. He sees into Jesus and who he really is. And then um, that's what Jesus does with Nathaniel. You know, I saw you at Adon, you under the fig tree before Philip called you. And, you know, could really peer into his soul, like you said. And so I think in, in, in John, we're going to see that over and over with the whole seeing and... Um, oh, it's it, such a huge theme. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I didn't see that in this, but I, I, I'm, I'm chuckling because I, I preached a, an Easter sermon on the three C's in the resurrection account. Oh, right. Remember the, oh, the first seeing in the, the no, you don't, you don't have to say I remember your sermon because it was so riveting, <laughs> uh, that, that when Peter and, uh, and, uh, John first get to the tomb, they look in and, and Peter just sees it like physically. And mm-hmm. then the second one that you're talking about, John sees it. Uh, that he sees it with spiritual insight. And mm-hmm. then the third C that is used is Mary's. I see, sees with conversion. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. I didn't pick that up. Right. You know what? I, I, I think that the, what I love is Jesus. And I love the charism that he has. 
And, and, and I love John's gospel uh, in great part because it is so different than the synoptics. And in the call story, I, I mean, nothing is, Jesus says, you know, follow me, or Nathaniel's like, you are, you know, Nathaniel starts, wow, you're the son of God because you saw me sitting under a tree kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the call is not to mission. Mm-hmm. You know, these are not, this is not, I'll make you fishers of people. Right. This is the call to an epiphany mm-hmm. uh, that you follow me and you will see God. That's the, you know, yeah. we're in the season of epiphany and that mm-hmm. you'll see God in the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that is what transforms. Yes. It's the, it's the, it's the seeing of Godness in Jesus, the Christness. Right. Who, uh, and in John's gospel, comes from Nowheresville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it makes a big deal out of that because uh, it says right in the prologue that uh, he came um, he came to his people, but they didn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. And uh, even Nathaniel didn't recognize yeah. him in the, in the beginning of this, too. Right. Yeah, like that's the theme sentence of John. That he came into his own and his own didn't receive him. Um, but And back to Nathaniel and the Jacob parallel, I think that we can't really underscore that enough, that... Um, when Jacob in Genesis 28 has this dream uh, laying on his pillow, he's fleeing from his brother Esau because Jacob has been a real jerk and deceived his brother. And a biblical Esau's jerk. Out to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. yes, he's full of guile. So he sleeps in the forest and um, has this dream of the ladder, which we get reference to in the bottom of this passage that um, heaven's open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. I mean, Jacob dreamt of this ladder where he saw angels coming and going from heaven and he wakes up and says, surely I'm in the presence of God. And so Nathaniel here, you know, he's sitting under the fig tree. He's kind of skeptical, you know, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And then the minute Jesus sees him, he's Mm. completely transformed. You know, he has this encounter like a dream and his, his mm, instant nice. transformation, the way that Jacob is, and G- God renames Jacob, you know, Israel, my people who, who, who Re- see yeah. me with rapture, you wrestle, know? Yeah, I thought, I thought that was wrestle with God, but yeah. It okay. is too. I think there's, two, there's multiple meanings to Israel, but it's, mm. it's clearly like the people who can perceive and be with, who've seen God yeah. and wrestled, yeah. you know, and wrestle. But um, in any case, it's, it's, the idea is, the encounter is transformative and Jacob names that place a holy place. And Nathaniel here turns on a dime and starts to follow, you know, and Jesus promises him that he will be see, he will too, will see angels ascending and descending. And here it's Jesus. Who's the ladder, you know, the ladder between heaven and earth and the bridge. Yeah. That's the big deal. Uh, That's the big deal in the piece. Yeah. Yeah, That's the climax of the piece. And thank you for talking about it and laying out the Jacob portion. I guess I only bring it up because John starts with that creation parallel and you know, it's sort of a, John is like a epic telling recasting of all the Hebrew story from the beginning. And we're, we're only in the chapter, chapter one and we're already at Jacob and yeah. a new Israel sort of thing. So. Yeah. This is, this is why well, if you're going to write a commentary for John, it has to be two volumes yeah. because if you're really going to plug into it, I mean, big going to Raymond Brown in the two volumes, you can't get it into one because yeah. everything alludes Endless. to something else. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, it, that the, the Jacob story takes place. He renames the place Bethel, Beth being oh, yeah. place of, or village of Bethlehem, Beth, oh, wow. Bethlehem means uh, town of bread, village of bread. And 
Bethel, El as Elohim. This is place of God, mm-hmm. uh, and and so as your comment being that 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 Jesus is Jesus is the place of God here, and mm-hmm. he's not just a messenger. He's not just an angel running up and down the ladder. Uh, he is the place of he's the place he's the place of the encounter with the divine God. Right. That that's you know that's that's what's 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 being said in the illusion and nathaniel can get this because nathaniel under the fig tree is has been studying this and i just say for my own life and and maybe for yours and maybe for yours and maybe for rob who's back there uh behind the camera i I think the power of this for me as i think about jesus in my own life and my devotion to jesus you know has a lot to do with this jesus as the ladder to god and that in jesus the 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 infinite infinity of god God and the affinity of our lives meet the eternity mm-hmm. of God and the temporal nature of our lives meet the and that it all it all comes together a time and eternity and it can all be contemplated in one mm-hmm. uh, and that in the that passage where it says um, oh, I have to look at it so I don't get it wrong here what does it say a uh, very truly I tell you you will see heaven opened mm-hmm. and those two you's back to your you're talking about the Greek those two you's are suddenly switched into the plural mm-hmm. so that what John is saying to us this is not just for Nathaniel this is for all of yeah. us we are to see we are Jacob's ladder is Jesus ladder Jesus mm-hmm. the ladder yeah um, right that's such know. a good point yeah also can we talk about this invitation come and see I love that. And I, there are several kind of mic drop, maybe gentle mic drop uh, phrases in John where Jesus just has these lines. Um, or, or not just Jesus, but John, the way John writes, you know, he's got like, here, come and see. It says everything about who Jesus is and what we're called to do. And then, you know, later we get something like his encounter with um, Pilate, where Pilate says, you know, what is truth? And there's another place at Lazarus tomb earlier where Jesus, it says Jesus wept, you know, just this loaded one or two word things. And at the end of the gospel, we get Mary's encounter in the garden with Jesus. And all he has to do is say her name and the whole entire earth shakes, you know, and it's just to me like such a loaded one word thing. I mean, John is so powerful about these phrases. And so come and see, I think it's one of the iconic ones in John. Yeah. And, um, you know, it recurs. It's here for the first time. It, it occurs again at the woman at the well where she goes off and tells all her friends, right. come, and, come see. and see. That's right. Good call. Come You're right. Come and see the one. You're and right. then when they bring Jesus to Lazarus' tomb, yeah. Martha says, come and see where they've laid my brother. Yeah. And, uh, and then again, when they find Jesus on the cross, you know, come and see what they've done. And and then when they when the disciples come to the empty tomb, is it? Yeah, come and see. They invite each other. Come and see. Um, the tomb is empty. So these are. This is a powerful invitation, and um, huge points in the gospel where it recurs. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's worth noting, and it's also such an invitation to us too. Like in the passage before this that you were talking about, he he says, "Come and you know." They say, "Where are you staying?" And he says, "Come and see." Um, right. You right. know, it's just such the gentle invitation to the whole world of Jesus, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the great part, you just, you named it that not only do you get the gentle come and see, but if you, you, but if you have the latter experience, the experience of Jesus is that in his personhood, you experience the divine 
That's that's the, the dental come and see then plugs you into a right. I mean, it's like taking your toaster oven and plugging it into the the power source that powers your whole community. You know, blows your toaster <laughs> apart. <laughs> right. And and that's what happens to these guys. I mean, it blows their toasters apart. Yeah. Uh, these gentle yeah. come and sees. I'm. Uh, we you know we we think of them as being martyred for their devotion to Jesus when it which yeah. started with is something as come and see. I mean, if mm-hmm. if Nathaniel was Bartholomew. Uh, I mean, I, me telling you, uh, I, el, el experto in St. Bartholomew's Church, in Park Avenue, a great church if you're in New York City, go find it, uh, that, um, that, that he was flayed to death. In fact, on the Reredos back here, mm-hmm. we have three knives up here. We got a mm-hmm. lot of death instruments on our Reredos here, but mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the conversion was to a life so great that it even made this life be like, yeah, this is good, but there's a better life. There's mm-hmm. a deeper life. There's a, yeah. that's, that's the power of the come and see, what, right. it, what it leads to, what Jesus leads to, the, yeah. the overwhelming presence, the radiating divinity of Jesus. Yeah, and it's not come and like gawk at the miracles or anything like that. It's, it's come and like learn how to see, come and like see with your, come aid on, oh, you know, good. see yeah. with your heart and perceive. So, um, yeah, I think it, there's so much in it and it also invites our, you know, action and then contemplation. You know? 100%. You're, you're right about that. And thanks for saying that. That's really helpful because these guys don't, the, this, this come and see is an initiation into an epiphany that is a journey. Mm-hmm. It's not an all one thing. It's an right. epiphany that's a journey that will lead to the full, mm-hmm. the full revelation of the glory of God, it, which yeah. in John's gospel is the crucifixion, the resurrection, the ascension. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. their conversion is not instantaneous, even though Nathaniel leaps immediately, you're the son of God, which uh, yeah. he would have been great on a game show. Uh, <laughs> you know, a very quick thinker. But it's initiation to a journey. Yeah. And, and the revelation of the who the who-ness of Jesus is mm-hmm. unfolds, as you say in John's yeah. beautiful mystical writing. Yeah, gorgeous. Hey, well, will you just is... say one more thing before we go here? I want to, because I ran over the top of it or I stopped it. I just want to come back to this. Jacob is the new Israel uh, oh, in, you know, uh-huh. in Israel in whom there is no guile. I just want to revisit mm-hmm. that one sec. Cause we mm-hmm. said that we would. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the, about the only time that people in the New Testament are called an Israelite. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Jacob, oh, yeah, I mean, point. Jacob is a serious dude of guile. Yeah. I mean, he has made his way with guile and he's been very good at it, mm-hmm. but it's bad for his soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he comes back to do something right for his soul. So that's yeah. the end of the Jacob story here. But And right. now we have a Nathaniel, yeah. this one who, in whom there is no guile, which mm-hmm. is the old translation. Right. Deceit is the new one. I love the no guile. I know. It sounds it's way so better. You know. It does. Um, but, and, yeah. that, and that he would be the new Israel, the new person mm-hmm. Or sort of, of like the prototype of, of new humanity. Yeah, say something right? about Born. that. If you, yeah. I mean, God, it's not to replace Israel or Israelites it's just you know the ideal Israelite is one who can sort of see and perceive the presence of God when they're in front of it yeah I think that's it that's good so yeah so you named it I think this is the the ultimate invitation to an epiphany and here we are second Sunday of an epiphany we have a pretty short um round of epiphany lectionaries this year because ash wednesday is barreling up upon us <laughs> so buckle your seatbelts because epiphany season lectionary is so good yeah. and uh i think we're gonna continue to have a lot of fun with this please call leave us a voicemail we really love your comments and appreciate 
always when you take the time to respond to what we say and, and to respond to us with your wisdom too. So that number is 203-442-5002. Um, any last word, Peter? Okay, well, John, we'll see you next time. And uh, thanks for joining us. Have a blessed week. Oh, <laughs> oh,